Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of Numa. I am, with undiminished fidelity to the cause of your well-being, your loyal friend and host, Daniel Finnerin. Thank you so very much for joining me today. For optimal enjoyment of this episode, do consider sharing it with a friend and a family member. I'd love for you to be able to discuss it together. Once you do, I welcome you to subscribe to this channel, on which I'm regularly producing new and distinctive content, to which you're unlikely to find anything similar on the web. It's my goal, through a combination of philosophy, poetry, modern science, and ancient wisdom, to create thoughtful, accessible meditations with which you can spend a little time each day and, hopefully, enrich your soul and edify yourself. Today, I want to address the topic of the unimaginable I. Before we do so, let's just take a minute to prepare ourselves physically and emotionally. To that end, I'll first ask you to take account of your breathing. Without affixing to it any judgment, what is its quality? Is its depth shallow? Is its pace rapid? Why don't we fix that by breathing together? For four seconds, let's inhale through the nose. Hold for five seconds. And exhale through the mouth for six. Again, inhale for four seconds. Hold for five. And exhale for six. Once more, inhale through the nose. Hold. And exhale through the mouth. Very good. Now, 
take account of your posture. Ensure that your spine is straight, your shoulders are down and back, your chest is up, your chin is up, confidently raised. Your jaw is unclenched. Your mouth is closed. Your brow is unfurrowed. Your gaze is neutral and gentle. And your breath is deliberate, deep, and mindful. Very good. Now, all I ask you to do is relax, listen, and think. The concept of the unimaginable I is one to which, so far as I can tell, the Czech French writer Milan Kundra is chiefly responsible for having given life. Kundra, twice expelled from the Czech Communist Party, of which he was in his youth a devout member, published a book in 1984 entitled, The Unbearable Lightness of Being, about which I talk at some length on my sister channel, Finnerin's Wake. I'll be sure to include a link to that episode in the show notes below. The book Kundra's masterpiece is pregnant with political, philosophical, cultural, sexual, and aesthetic themes. Throughout the text, it explores Friedrich Nietzsche's doctrine of eternal recurrence, to which we'll be devoting a future episode. It examines the mindset of the political left and its affinity for communism, under whose red banner it shall, to borrow Kundra's phrase, forever march. It also puts forth the concept of the unimaginable I as human beings endowed by our creator with a distinctive soul of which not a single member of our species has an exact replica. 
each of us is unique. We all have a unique eye. By this peculiar eye, we are essentially differentiated from everyone around us. More even than that, we're differentiated from everyone else, every other human being on Earth. There is a fundamental and, in Kundra's judgment, an unknowable, an unimaginable uniqueness about this I. According to Kundra, what is unique about the I hides itself exactly in what is unimaginable about a person. Think about it. Even when he confides in us a dark and lonely secret, even when he divulges his most unpardonable sin or unutterable thought, we cannot fully know another person's inner world. And it is in this inner world, indeed, at its center, at its core, that the unique I exists. According to Kundra, all we are able to imagine is what makes everyone like everyone else. What people have in common. The individual I is what differs from the common stock. That is, what cannot be guessed at or calculated what must be unveiled, uncovered, conquered. We delude ourselves into thinking that we, and we alone, are in possession of a unique I, that our I is the only I in existence the only interesting eye into which one might want to delve. Outside our eye is a mass of people who are less than I. They aren't quite I. The profound and humane realization, though, is that everyone is in possession of an eye that's just as unique as your own. 
in the words of Andrew Claven. This is what he calls the great speculation, which posits that the internal life of every other living human is just as complex, rich, deep, and inherently valuable as your own. Every other human soul wears deep scars of sadness and glows with felicity's splendor. To that person, his unknowable, invisible eye is just as important to him as is yours to you. Kundra goes on. There are many more resemblances, he says, between Hitler and Einstein or Brezhnev and Solzhenitsyn than there are differences. This is an arresting thought. Hitler, of course, was a racist, genocidal maniac than whom history is yet to have produced a character more evil. Einstein, on the other hand, was precisely the type of Jewish intellectual for whom Hitler built his death camps. Brezhnev presided over the Communist Party of the Soviet Union for at least two decades, under which Solzhenitsyn, survivor of the Gulag archipelago about which he later wrote, was savagely persecuted and abused. Using numbers, Kundra says, we might say that there is one millionth part dissimilarity to 999,999 millionths part similarity. But oh, what a difference that one millionth part makes. Indeed, it makes all the difference. That, my friend, is the unimaginable I. In all of us, that one millionth part of dissimilarity exists. It is what makes us unique. It is what makes us, us.
Thank you so very much for listening to this brief meditation about the unimaginable I. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to leave a thumbs up or a five-star rating and share this episode with a friend. Comment with feedback or send an email to me directly at numa.finnerin at gmail.com to which I'll promptly respond. And do pick up a copy of Kundra's work, The Unbearable Lightness of Being, and give it a read. Until next time, fare thee well, my friends. From Numa. <laughs>